Like many of us, you were probably never taught as a child how to recognize your emotional triggers. You may not have been taught how to deal with intense emotional feelings when they occur either. As adults, we take these things for granted and we forget that learning how to rationalize and calm ourselves after and during an emotionally tense experience is a learned behavior. Whatever response we learn at a young age tends to carry through to our adult life. Emotional triggers happen regularly throughout the day, and unless someone helps point out what a trigger is and how to recognize it, you will likely keep experiencing them and responding with the same learned response. Regardless of the destructive outcome, you continue to respond with the same knee-jerk reaction time and time again. Have you ever noticed that when you experience guilt, or shame, or fear, anger, or frustration, or when you do something you regret, your mind quickly comes up with some reason to justify how you feel, or what you did. In truth, you reacted based on a learned response, a gut instinct, or a knee-jerk reaction. When you respond with an emotional charge, you may find yourself losing trust in the person or the situation at hand. You might also lose courage to say what you want to say, or you may react in such a way that future relationships are in jeopardy. In these moments of emotionally triggered responses, your reaction isn't based on a calm and composed decision. Your ego recognized a pattern and without much more than a moment of hesitation, it brought up feelings from a previous experience for you to feel in this instance as well. Your ego, more or less, reacted for you and it covers it up quickly by creating an excuse to justify your actions. You'll have thoughts of blaming the person or the situation for how you currently feel. Your thoughts will focus on things from the past, convincing you that they all led up to this moment and perhaps that this person may have even had it coming. What you experienced was an emotional trigger, and just that. And in that brief moment before you reacted, before the emotional trigger exploded, you still had the ability to choose how you would respond. The key is to catch yourself in the moment before you react and before your emotions are triggered. In that moment, you can decide if the threat is real or not. In that moment, you can pause and choose how to respond. And even if you miss the moment, there is still time to choose. It gets exponentially more difficult to pause once you allow yourself to be consumed by your irrational emotions, but it is still possible. My name is Jen Stickney, and I'm the host of the Simply Authentic podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or tuning in for the first time, I appreciate you sharing your time with me today. I created this podcast as a way to share tips, lessons, ideas, and experiences that I've had around creating a life full of prosperity. I believe that we all have the ability to create the life that we desire. What that means or what that life ultimately looks like is different for each of us. So it's my hope that this podcast may provide a different perspective or something to ponder from time to time. If you like what you hear on the Simply Authentic podcast, then I ask that you share it with others so that they too may be empowered to create the life that they desire, filled with abundance and prosperity. So thanks again for taking the time to join me today. The first step to conquering your mind is learning how to recognize your emotional triggers. There are a number of common triggers for people. Learning to recognize, recognize yours as well as triggers for your spouse or children or coworkers will help to increase that moment in your mind when the choice for how you will respond is still easily yours to make. 
Instead of recognizing the pattern from your own past experiences, your mind will also recognize the pattern of a triggered emotional response in yourself as well as others. Oftentimes our strengths, the things that we feel are keys to our success in life, are the things that create the largest emotional triggers. Anytime someone says something or does something that happens to threaten the value we place on those strengths or makes us feel that our strengths are not being honored, we can become caught in an emotional trigger. Our ego believes that these strengths are part of what makes us who we are. So when anyone threatens to take those things away, our emotions become triggered. Picture taking a toy away from a child, a tantrum and possibly even screaming ensue. You have taken something away that their ego has identified as part of them. That toy, whether you want to recognize it or not, has become part of their definition of self. We do this without realizing what we're doing. So trying to rationalize and explain to the child that they'll get the toy back isn't usually very successful once they have been emotionally triggered. The same type of situation occurs when you try to rationalize and calmly explain something to an adult after they've become emotionally triggered. The conversation is difficult, filled with blame, judgment, and anger, and doesn't always end well. In fact, one emotionally charged person tends to lead to more than one emotionally charged person because it's hard to control and contain emotional triggers for an extended period of time. But learning how to recognize your emotional triggers is key to breaking the habit of allowing your ego and your emotions to control your reactions. You do have a choice. The following is a list of some of the most common triggers. In other words, you feel an emotional charge or trigger because your ego sees a pattern based on past experiences that say you may not get one or several of these things that are important to you. Whether or not that is true in the moment is irrelevant to your ego. It assumes it to be true based on the past. So some of those common triggers are being accepted, being respected, being liked, being valued, feeling needed, experiencing comfort or feeling balanced, being in control, having order, feeling safe, experiencing fun or variety and predictability. There are several of these types of triggers. And for the more extensive list, I have a blog post out on simplyattuned.com called How to Recognize Your Triggers. Some of these things that I've just listed will feel important to you while others may not hold any sort of emotional charge. Think through your day or your week or to an emotionally charged conversation or situation you've experienced lately. Find two or three things from that list of triggers or, or come up with your own. And find things that triggered an emotional response to the various situations. It may be that, you know, you can find several things that have been triggered. Or maybe it's just a single thing, you know, or a single instance that triggered all of them. Or perhaps it's several instances that you can come up with that triggered these different responses from you. Start with two or three things that you can recognize as a trigger. Keep in mind that your triggers aren't bad things. They don't make you weak or a bad person. At some point in your life, the belief served you and the emotional trigger or charge created by it felt necessary. For example, your past experience may have taught you that a successful career requires a balanced lifestyle, 
where your experience and your thoughts are valued at work, you're liked and accepted by everyone on your team. So if someone threatens what you consider a healthy balance between work and your personal life by asking you to work late, or perhaps your ideas are brushed off, or someone gets mad at you during a project, it's no surprise that you feel emotionally triggered as a response. That is part of a learned behavior, a learned belief, a behavior and belief that you can change and you have the power to choose a different response. The longer we have these beliefs and these patterns about what our lives should look like or what success really means, the more attached we become to the ideas and the emotional triggers are then created. Knee-jerk reactions surface quickly and without much thought. So here's an example again of another emotional trigger. And this one is for me personally, I do not like to be told no. I'm sure that some of you can relate to this. For me, thankfully, my husband very much supports my ideas and my dreams and my aspirations. He may need some time to adjust to the ideas, but in general, he supports my freedom to express and try new things. And when I'm told no, however, a whole slew of needs feels threatened. I feel as though my freedom is being stifled and like my right to experience variety and new challenges is being hampered. I don't like to feel like my ideas aren't valued or like I'm misunderstood. And above all, I feel like when I am told no, I don't have control. And I know that this one runs pretty deep with me and a lot of us have issues with control. And yes, this is something I need to work on. But at the same time, I recognize that it's a trigger for me. And so with a single situation of being told no, I can feel emotionally charged on at least six different things that I just listed. So freedom, variety, challenges, value, being understood, and having control. There are many more needs that I could be triggering at at those same instances that I haven't even listed. But you can kind of get the idea that a single situation can threaten several of your beliefs at a single instance. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've just had one thing threatened. You could have a handful of them. Like I said, telling me no can trigger six different feelings in me, six different past memories of where these things became important to me in my life and what I felt and I valued as important. And as you can probably imagine, if if I don't realize what is happening, my emotions quickly overtake me and any rational thought or discussion that might have taken place is long gone. The ship will have sailed until sometime later when I've calmed down and I'm ready to try again. Of course, that's assuming that the other person on the other end of that conversation is also willing to try again. I'm better at preparing my mind and my emotions these days than I have been in the past because I've started to recognize where I get triggered. I spend time working up to it. I spend time preparing myself when I'm going to present a new idea to someone. I spend time preparing myself mentally and emotionally so that if there's a difference of opinion during that conversation, I can accept that without blowing up, without experiencing and being overtaken by an emotional charge. So the first step, again, to conquering your mind and to your and your emotions is in learning how to recognize your emotional triggers. That really is the first step and key to starting to change that pattern. 
When you do that, you can use that extra moment that it creates to pause and to choose your response. Your ego will continue to suggest a response, but you will have the choice to use that as your response or to choose another one. Your ego is not you. You can step back from those thoughts and choose something else if you desire. Good or bad, right or wrong, many of our reactions are simply a gut reaction without much thought. But first, you must recognize them so that you can give yourself that added moment to decide what to do. I want you to spend some time thinking about this. Thinking about your past experiences and those things that really get you worked up, get you charged up, and get you full of emotion and really kind of set off a trigger within you. Think of all of those different types of scenarios and what is it that you feel is being threatened? Is it your ability to control the situation? Do you feel like you aren't being valued? Are you, are you feeling that you aren't needed or like someone's not listening to you? Do you feel like you've been hurt and they don't even see it? Do you feel invisible? Think of what it is that you are truly bothered by and what it is that's triggering that emotion And then next week, I will actually dive a little bit deeper and show you some steps and some exercises that you can take to help release that emotional charge as it's happening so that you can still have that rational thought, that calm and controlled thought to finish out your conversation in a way that actually is productive. So tune in next week. We will cover those steps and some methods that you can use to help release those emotional charges as they're happening. And But the first key, of course, is you have to learn to recognize when it's happening. Recognize when you are feeling emotionally charged. So I hope that was, hope, hope that was useful for you and that you have something to take away and something else to think about and ponder over the weekend. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. love this episode, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. When you do, you help me to reach more individuals just like you so that they too can gain helpful insights and ideas around creating a life full of prosperity. This episode was produced and edited by me, your host, Jen Stickney, using Adobe Audition, as well as tools available at anchor.fm, your one-stop shop for all of your podcasting needs. (music) 